Ron. And um, on a wonderful Wednesday. Yes. Hi, <laughs> Sasha. Hi, Shannon. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you on your birthday? Well, I'm 49. <laughs> I'm 49. Yes. Yeah, so actually, this is a uh, this is a goodbye party for my 40s, I guess. Oh, exciting. Well, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank Did you. Did so you celebrate much. today? Yeah, it was very intense and very nice uh, day to spend. Good. Um, yeah. And it's still ongoing because we are just about to go on the party after the show is done. So, <laughs> well, I mean, on behalf of myself and anyone who's going to watch, wish you all your heart's desires and everything that you want to bring forth in this new year of your life. Ooh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so a big topic uh, in front of us, right? Yeah, it is. I think last time we talked about separation anxiety. And we were kind of hinting into how that also there's elements of emotional entanglement perhaps involved in that. And we're going to unpack a little bit more about what that is, what that looks like, how that shows up, maybe reasons why. Yeah. Um, and this is this topic. Uh, this is pretty dear to my heart because. This is part of how I got to know you and Vedron um, through my little sweet dog, Izzy. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit about that and then we can kind of, you know, talk about emotional entanglement. But I, um, for everyone watching, I had a little dog. She was my first dog, Izzy. She was a four and a half pound Chihuahua Yorkie mix. world working way too many hours traveling um often and i had wanted a dog for a long time and hadn't done it because i was always working and i finally decided you know what everybody figures this out somehow with kids with dogs with whatever so like i get to figure it out too and um i went to a rescue and i went actually to get one dog is a multi-poo named Leo. And then when I got there, she said that he was still a little too traumatized. So probably they needed to work with him a little while before I could come back and get him. And in the meantime, Izzy was jumping up and down and barking and getting my attention and getting my attention. And I was like, I finally like couldn't stop noticing her. <laughs> and I finally asked, who is this dog? Is this somebody that's the volunteer's dog? And she's like, oh no, actually she's up for adoption. And it was just like, I couldn't not, you know, like we were talking to each other. She was talking to me. So I, I asked if I could hold her. Never in a million years thought I would get a dog that small because I was in, you know, Los Angeles. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to look like that girl. But once I held her, it was kind of all over. And anyway, I, I brought her home and I, you know, it was such a learning curve with my lifestyle of trying to figure out how to take care of her and adjust with what she needed and learn what she needed. And, um, you know, I, I guess, I guess this is why I empathize with other dog moms and dog dads, because we do do our best, you know, it's like my heart was good. I wanted to give her a good home. I loved her a ton. I did everything that I knew and I kept asking people for help and advice but it wasn't until I, you know, down the road many years later, meeting you when Izzy was already sick, um, 
How old was she at the time when we met? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess she was eight because she still lived longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, you know, like I, she had started having tremors during the pandemic. And I didn't yet know why when I met you. Mm-hmm. I think I, I didn't know, you know why. But you asked me what had happened, if anything had happened. Just, you know, and I was like, this is odd because no one usually asks you anything that's like kind and caring like that. And by the way, when you and when you and, and um, Vedron had the your just cute boutique, how you groom the dogs was so inviting and open and loving. And it felt so completely different than I'd ever had seen anyone groom dogs. That all of it was like, I was just taking in so much. I was like, wow, this feels so, the energy felt so loving and good environment for her. And I was worried because she was having seizures. And I remember telling you like, you know, please be careful because you know, I don't know how she'll be. Um, but you were so gentle with her. And then you started having this conversation with me, asking me what's what had happened. And um, a lot had happened. Um, a lot had happened before then. So... There we have always a time in place because the dogs are like a little children because the evolution of the dogs is uh, is capturing the wolves as a little puppies and then they are they are grew- but then that's that's where the evolution that's how the dog that's how the dogs and wolves split in uh, something that we see it's a still seem the still the same species but the dogs are forever puppies. And what they need is that interaction with the parents. So the, the, the humans are representing the parents of the wolf puppies. And that's exactly, and when we, since we live in a structure of the family, uh, like a pack, can you, yeah. hello? Sorry, I just needed to get electricity because my computer's about to die. That's okay. We all struggle with that. Like, <laughs> it will be either on this show or some other show. I had it last. I I had it two shows ago. So I, I see you and I I can. I, what I, else? What else can happen today? <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you see how a lot happens when uh, when the emotional topics of our subconsciousness are to arise. Whew. Okay, I got, I'm in. I'm plugged in now. I'm good. Okay. Okay, so you're charging. I apologize. I am fully present now. <laughs> Thank <Perfect>. you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I ju- I was just uh, taking a little uh, step back from from that point where you where you where you stay where you where you stopped, is because I just wanted to uh, bring that uh, close connection to why the people feel dogs as uh, babies and why the dogs feel humans as uh, as parents. That's nothing, nothing uh, unnatural in that because that's a that's a very natural dynamic for the dogs, because uh, as I said, what they are missing is that uh, is that uh, structure of the family. They are taken away uh, in a, in a, in a sense of the evolution. How the evolution actually moved the dog away from the wolf, capturing that moment of cuteness mm-hmm. and gave that cuteness into Chihuahua. Doberman, anything that we know today, the dog is looking like. But the dog-human interaction is always on that on that level, baby to a parent. 
And that's what we need to learn. Then the dog is always on that level, baby to parent. Because I didn't feel like I looked. Look, look, I was raised in the Midwest, and dogs were dogs. I wasn't. I wasn't raised that like, oh, that's my little baby, and you know, I, I like consciously that's not what I thought about her. But of course, she's adorable and cute, and I wanted to make sure she would be okay, and that I would take good care of her, and. I had to figure that out with my schedule, like with being in the office and not leaving her home too long and, you know, all the things. And we talked about this some when we had Alex on about like, I wanted to make sure she got walked, you know, like, so she got exercise and not really understanding now until you talked about it, what, what a walk really is for a dog versus just playing with them. So I look back and I think about, the choices that I made with her um, during that time. So I was single at the time and had my time with her and living by the beach and we'd go on walks and, oh my gosh, she was like little prima donna. She loved, you know, do, 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 you know, she like. She really looked like cute when, when she <laughs> yeah. looked like a princess. She was very much that way. And, you know, we were very like, whatever you call bonded close, but I didn't understand leadership as we you and I have talked about it now like when the rituals mm -hmm. talk about how you set that in place um to really make sure your dog doesn't take on a burden of having to take care of you or protect you so I didn't I didn't know that so I was I'm like guilty of everything you know when you talked about the ritual I come home I'm like oh hi you know I'm excited to see her and when I leave you know it's bye and um Mommy will be back soon. Yeah, mommy, I'll be back. I'll see you soon. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then, um, but then I got, I got with um, he, my fiance at the time, we moved in together. And I mean, in hindsight, right, I look at that like, oh my gosh, what a disruption for her and figuring out the new dynamic of everything because there was him and his son. And how long after, how long after you got her? You met your fiance. Um, two years. I think I think that's right. Two years. Yeah, that's that's kind of usually. Uh, it's always when you when you put down the the dynamic of uh, you two. It's not anymore like you single, right? You are not single now. You have some obligations. You need to go home. Someone depends on you. You become something you were not before you met her, right? So now she's nourishing and preparing you for the next step in your life. And you know, meeting someone that you're gonna end up being engaged to—it's not a small task in this life. And we cannot get to that point unprepared. Otherwise, maybe it's gonna just be another relationship that's gonna last like months or two. Mm -hmm. And you ended up next to her meeting your fiance. That's not a small thing that she gets you ready for. Mm -hmm. I met him and he, like I said, he had a son. So I had a stepson. Mm -hmm. And and then, so um, stepson was scared of dogs. Like really scared of dogs. And Izzy is four and a half pounds. Um and so that was a dynamic we got to work on him with. And eventually he came to really love her so much so that he wanted his own dog. And so fast forward a couple more years and we decided to get a dog for him, for Max. And whoa, did 
did that change everything? And I think we touched on that in one thing, but that's where I, my heart just hurts because I did not realize how that was going to be so hard for Izzy. And I didn't read her communication. I didn't know what was happening. She became like aggressive about her food and she was like so mad at him. Like she couldn't stand him. And then there was this competition like with running, like, you know, running down to play and, she just seemed so anxious or like barking at him, which I'm guessing now is her trying to protect me maybe from, from that. But then he, he had a hard time not going to the bathroom. So, so my fiance at the time wanted to kennel him. Um, so then we had to end up kenneling both of them, which was like, why are we doing that? Because she's fine. Like she's potty trained. So Again, hindsight, like we didn't know how to do this. We didn't know how to figure it out so they could eat. I tried to separate them. Um, you know, I tried to vary various different things. But, you know, what I can see now is like that just wasn't a good situation for her. Like it wasn't a good situation for her. And I really didn't know how to manage it. I thought, you know, they say, oh, give them time to adjust and it'll work out. And that wasn't the case. We needed to do something more proactive but now you again touched and said very nice uh, words when you said that was not a nice situation for her. And that immediately on this topic that we are going around today, uh, when we talk about emotional entanglements, raises a new question. Was that a nice environment for you? No, it wasn't. That's where, that's where, the, that's where, this, that's where the things immediately brings our attention to that when the dogs are getting out from control or actually something new in a behavior arise when the, when the system or our family or dynamic that we live in uh, changes, when the pack dynamic changes, then the dogs uh, explicitly, instinctively know where who stays. And then if that's not present, it, it, if that's not respected, and again, if a human doesn't take over the, the responsibility and lead the pack and then leave the dog down where the dog belongs, uh, you know, in, in a lower rank, lower, okay, it's not a lower rank, it's just a place. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, you can't even call it a hierarchy. You, you need to call it order. Let's say the right order for the dynamic of the family where, where the pets are, are first all the humans and then the pets as they put themselves together. The pets yeah. would, the dogs would make themselves work it out if the humans don't interfere. But then where the emotional entanglements happen, if when the dogs take the burden of leading the pack, okay, leading the family, and then they, not only that they now lead the family in their little mind, they only want to make an, a, a kind of a, a, a adjustment of the members of the pack, of the family, mm. okay? So now what, what she obviously with her behavior started to talk immediately is that Shannon, Lee, Thompson, <laughs> it's time to do something. And you're going to learn that either like immediately access, uh, assessing the, the, those signals and try. It's not necessarily always need to lead to separation because there is a lot of things that can be done if both partners and, and everyone in the family structure works together on cohesive uh, uh, movement 
of, of, of uh, spiritual and personal development. All yeah. the obstacles of this world can be can be overcome. And we, we did not have that. I mean, that's probably the biggest reason why we're not together is he and I were not like spiritually aligned. Personal growth was not a priority, you know, for him and it is for me. And so eventually we just start going apart. Right. And then I also- Before you was able to realize. Before that. I was able to realize. Well, cause I, I still kept thinking, oh, if I, maybe I'm not communicating it well. Maybe I haven't asked enough. Maybe I haven't, you know, I leaned in, I leaned, I was just thinking maybe hope against hope that, that there was something that would make him want to work at it more or try more or grow with me more or bring me, you know, like more into that integration. And then I, I just took me too long to just accept that, like, that's not, that's not who he is. That's not what he wanted at that time. And I needed to just accept that and thank him for what we had and go on. Um, but Izzy got it before I did. So she was letting me know. And I just was slow to, I was slow to see it. Because that's how they are trying to save their pack, their family. By, by putting attention with their wrong behavior. It's not a wrong behavior. It's a panic for the sustainability of the, pa of, of the family. It's a panic for the sustainability of the family. And it's nothing wrong in a separation. If it's done healthy, if it's done on time, and if it's done with respect, it, no one gets it hurt. And no, but and it wasn't because I think that's where I learned a lot. This in hindsight, I probably me trying too hard for too long, yeah. <laughs> giving too, giving too much, and then um, there's like lying behavior started. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think animals are pretty amazing because they, I mean, like she probably sensed this stuff before I did. And then once that kind of came to, to like where I could like see it, that I was like, oh, I'm I'm being lied to. Like, it, it then it was like obvious we are not in harmony. Like we are not on the same page with the same goals, trying to make this happen. Like I need to go. And um. And then with that, you know, like other things fall. But yeah, like that's. That's I might I have a real big regret in hindsight just seeing like I think she was really I was not happy and I was struggling and so was she. There is nothing to regret, right? Everything is a lesson and everything is a, is a, is a, a you know we need to grow from everything without any regret because if we would have this consciousness uh, if if uh, or, or in a time that we are talking about now nothing of that would happen but neither we do neither we would have this this awareness and consciousness without those experiences so if if uh, you would put yourself probably in the same shoes that you were then probably everything would happen the same and now and now from this point and this perspective uh, the, the, the responsibility on ours is much higher because we know how to, how to enter the relationship responsibly, how to work on the relationship and how to never stop working on the relationship. And if you have this amazing little creature helping you in that way, that every single time he can predict because why why the dogs can predict and why do dogs are predict? Because they're, that's their, they are constantly in the survival mode. Because that's their instinct to protect the, the group. So, so I'm just curious, since I was her primary bond going into this new pack, but then she becomes, you know, we're all the pack. 
And then when this new dog comes in and I, there was all this, like she had more aggressive behavior and like, she was very paranoid about her food because he was a lot bigger than her, you know, all the things. Um, was she trying to protect our relationship to keep us together or was she trying to protect me? Now it's again like uh, now we are entering the const constellation. You know, this is the, the question you ask are already const uh, putting constellation together. Like uh, it's because, uh, you know, humans, if we if we if we would need to pick a representatives now, so we, we would have your fian your uh, yes, I remember this, yeah, his son, right? Yeah. And then you uh -huh. and the dogs would be easy and uh, other other dogs. Yeah. And now the movement that happens we need we need with this then that that dynamic then then it would really uh, we would be able to witness whom and from what and from who and whom uh, the easy was protecting you or the food or whoever and that's what, what the way where this emotional uh, entanglement is well very actually very important because they can always uh, precisely take us to the root cause of the of the of the problem of the problem in the behavior on the problem is it's not that you cannot uh, that you didn't know for example oftentimes we do know what we need to do we just because of no matter what reason we don't feel ready we don't have resources we wait for some better time as you said we think something gonna change and occasionally you know one life later nothing changed like like five years later nothing changed 50 years later we are still trying to get uh, this and that and you know and then after, when we get that then we're gonna you know and uh, any law of attraction spiritual guidance whatever whoever wherever you want to go no one teaches you wait for anything do it now here we in a gratefulness with the responsibility with responsibility respect to the resources you have here and now and from there everything gonna grow yeah but, right and that is where the dogs are always but I, yeah and i think that though that this is where i think this is so valuable to learn how they are communicating us through their behavior mm. because I could know something was wrong, something was off, something was different with her behavior, but I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell what it was and what it was, you know, what I needed to do to adjust. So and you, you, there is a two option, right, at that point. There is an option to focus yourself on her behavior and then you will start, for example, communicating her language in order to create an environment in which she gonna start behaving differently. But that, that exactly immediately might mean taking a responsibility for my own life and move out from the relationship. Yeah. By focusing on the dog, you would gain this, because I say, okay. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because I'm like, I would have tuned in that it wasn't right for her faster which in turn means it wasn't right for me because because what you need to do you need when when anything goes wrong with the dog you start for rituals you start feeding the dog properly you start coming in and out from properly you start doing some exercise right you start doing things and by doing those things you become a leader but not only leader to your dog you become a leader on your own because now you are doing something that inspires some other some other one to behave the way right. and respond right way and immediately you get your little dog to respond right way and you immediately created yourself shaped yourself in the person you was not before that 
but, I, 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 but I couldn't do it in the context though with the other dog. This is what I mean. I, I did not understand with the two dog dynamic how to, I, I did try to change things. I tried to feed her this way. I tried to feed her that way. I tried to do, but all of it had these, this dynamic was still chaotic and still a mess. And I think that is because it was all chaotic and it was all a mess. Exactly. You said the, the relationship between a dog was a living reality of your inner dynamic of your relationship. So, so that is why it's so the stepmother, the stepmom, sorry, I was a stepmom. We had his mother that was also part of the chaos, even though she didn't live in the home and you know, she had gone through like her, another divorce and was single again and that and that also changed the dynamic of everything because I think she wanted into our family dynamic more and she wanted to be more like you know the, uh, we, we already crazy went how all that starts going on and the dogs were kind of showing that yeah I was just slow on the uptake yeah that's okay now you know next dog next relationship next i know but i mean this is what i'm saying and like this is why i went like everybody watching dog moms dog dads because like she was four and a half pounds and she was taking on a lot like i was asking a lot of her that i didn't realize in hindsight you know like again you just think oh we're getting another dog and and it takes time to adjust we're just we're taught basic training things not that the dog's behavior is actually their way of communicating so if there's something off that like you tune into that and see, and when you said that, like if I would have adjusted and taken Izzy out of the house, like, right. We're like, this isn't working for her. Um, I would have gotten to what I needed faster too. Cause that's what I needed. I mean, eventually that's what I did. I, I, I moved out and I took her with me and things got much more harmonious. I got a lot better, but by that time she was already probably getting sick. You know, that burden was on her body for a long time. Um, and then and you, you come to us in the little shop holding your little Lizzie, mm -hmm. recommended by the next door coffee shop lady, <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, they're really lovely over there. Go ask them. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of her. Yeah. And then you come in with her and you said, like, be very gentle because she has a seizures and you are seeing this doctor and that doctor and you are giving her this therapy and that therapy and the seizures just become uh, more intense and more longer. Right. And uh, immediately, you know, when I had because I can talk about this, uh, this little, uh, this little, um, uh, this little, um, case that I had when working uh, Order of Harmony with one of my clients in, um, in, in Serbia. Uh, the guy, and that was completely uh, case relative to yours, but I, I can talk about his because his, uh, his case is uh, uh, in, uh, explained in my book, so it's, it's already published and public, right? And uh, I was... Uh, I was already starting to explore the family constellation and uh, emotional entanglement because uh, in order to solve my problems, my, uh, my uh, uh, entanglements in my family dynamics and everything, uh, I was going through at that time. I, I met a family constellation at uh, 2014, on the end of that, 2014-15, right? And then I was uh, maybe very soon I, I was... Uh, uh, understanding how this dynamic works, I immediately recognized 
the dynamic that lives in a family that has a dog. When we live through this prism of representatives, mm -hmm. uh, where every system uh, tends to get itself in the state of homeostasis, to put itself together, self-healing. And the importance of self-healing of the system, now I talk about not only one person, I talk about the collection of the, the family system, heals itself by balancing the truth. Right. And oftentimes we go out and we say the truth will set us free. Right. That's exactly the truth is set us free. And a lot of time in the families, you have these long forgotten secrets. Just don't talk about that because no matter what, it's too painful, it's too, uh, uh, the people are embarrassed of those, the people are embarrassed of some, uh, whatever was going on in the family, and all of those things were just buried under the carpet. Yeah. The more we grow, we learn about that, you know, either, either now or in 100 years or in 200 years, it just pop up out from nowhere, and we will be not even aware of how and how this dynamic works. Yeah, you helped me see that. I mean, when when I was having some issue, I guess, understanding why did all this happen with Izzy, like it seemed, you know, like so much. And then we did the family constellation. That was like, wow. I mean, it it made so much sense. And like you said, the, this, the kind of the secrets that were there that were asking to, to come out. Mm. But it's amazing how dogs, like how she's part of leading to all of that, too. Yeah. So would you mind if I share the story of this uh, of this uh, guy? And then uh, we if you want, we can go touch base with your one or um, whatever, whatever lines from there. So he came, I can, you know, maybe if I would have if I would we, we didn't we always go with the flow. So maybe I would just, you know, read read this read this chapter, a couple of um, paragraphs from the chapter of the book that's called uh, About the Dogs and Awakening, I wrote, and you can uh, purchase it on Amazon, I guess, on the Kindle on, or Amazon. So everyone want to read the book about uh, uh, this, uh, it's available on Amazon. But as well, um, if you're interested in going through your own family constellation or, or order of harmony to understand how the pets and why you cannot get to the point of disciplining yourself enough to make them behave, and start communicating with them the way so they can behave normally, normally, like yeah, like it kind of helps you just to kind of like it helps you see the, if there is emotional entanglement. Like it helps you see it and why it is, and and become more aware of how you might be creating that, and you don't really know you're doing that. Yes, because that's all unconscious, like so yeah. unconsciously rooted. Oftentimes, the people when that comes out becomes very shocked. But that's why we are shocked, because we don't expect that to see. And we wouldn't be able to see it because it's a secret, it's hidden. It's somewhere there to be forgotten, but nothing got forgotten. Right. You, we can lie, we can pretend, we can hold the masks, we can try hard and hard and hard. And only ones that are going to pay would be our children, our grandchildren and generations to come. But right. oftentimes that was the only way to survive. Right. Yeah. Right. So the guy learned about, the, the, this gentleman learned that I do this order of harmony and he, uh, I think, flew from, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't know where he come from, I think, I don't know, I, 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 I don't want to say where he came, but he really came. He called me on Monday over the via phone, I was recommended by my friend. He called me on Monday, he was in Belgrade, he flew in from far away, 
on Thursday. So he, we sit together, we start conversation, and the dog is with us too. And then as we start talking, he was like really piece of the gentleman, you know, very big muscles and everything, very, very gentle in talking, things like that. But his presence was like, he was like three times me. That's very difficult to be, right? And he had such a nice relationship with his little dog. And the dog was there. And he was always like looking in him because the dog used to, at that time when we met, he already used to have like around 10 seizures a day. So he just wouldn't know when they're going to hit. So he was just always like going, you know, looking at, at his side. As we start talking, slowly about this he he reveals his why he's coming why is this so important to him because the doctors told him that they can't give any more therapy they can't align anything else more they tried increasing the dosage of the of the of the medicine gonna heal him anyhow and they just recommended the euthanasia and he didn't want to do that so he was looking for all alternatives just not to put his dog down so he flew to me he started we start talking and then slowly he unfolds when this conversation that unfolds when the family constellation therapy uh, is in place, uh, then you are actually very in tune in this uh, field of consciousness that holds all the secrets. That's actually nothing is a secret. When you get, when you, when you softly, as, as, as you become more aware about becoming, uh, experiencing the field, becoming a therapist to that, you become very sensitive to this, intensive, uh, very, very intense and very nourishing way of field communication where all the secrets tend to just unfold in front of us. And then me, it's not, I don't become someone that's interesting in what the secret is. I just become someone that witnesses it. Mm -hmm. And witnessing the secret, I help clients see it with me. And when we do see it, then the behavior of the secret vanishes. It's like the electron. When, you, when the electron moves without being seen and observed and watched, it moves one direction. The moment you, you have a witness, it moves all over the place. And it's very common knowledge in physics. So he starts talking and then slowly he unfolds the story. When did you get your dog? When I got divorced. And then his, his mother was trying to uh, connect with him by uh, trying to uh, force him to come over to take the dog to a walk. So the, the dog was a connection between him and his daughter, his wife, and then also to his daughter. And then the dynamic become very toxic and then he moved away, took a dog, moved away. So he didn't want to come and go, come and go. And then every single time he comes, she would start a new drama. So they have very intense relationship. But then everything was the dog was there to connect two of them outside the picture, you know. And then there was a daughter that she was very, he was very much, uh, he was very much, uh, of course, connected to. And then as we slowly unfolded the, the entire um, the entire story uh, turned to be uh, at one stage I asked him like did anything happen at the time of your divorce that brings you sadness and sorrow and regret for no matter what reason and then actually He's, he's very nicely smiling and was nicely talking about and everything. Then at once he become like 
frozen, scared. He said, like, actually it does. Just before we divorced and we wanted to divorce, my wife stayed pregnant. And she stayed pregnant with me, even knowing that I don't want to have children anymore. So what he did is force her, a kind of like, uh, not force her, but, you know, they, they, they had an argument about that. She should have an abortion about that. So and finally she did. But he felt so much pain, guilt and anger why he went through that experience. Just about that time when the dog came in their life. And once you take attention to a little cute puppy, all this very heavy story tends to be forgotten. Because for the parents experiencing that kind of, uh, that kind of experience, is always, no matter what do we think, to the body, to the soul, to the system, it's very heavy burden. The dogs are scared of the secrets, because the secrets ruin the system. The, because you never know if the secret needs to be represented, who going to represent the secret and in which way due to natural homeostasis. There is no secret in nature. You can say God sees everything, consciousness sees everything, everyone saw everything, everyone that we tend to hide, someone is a witness of it. So it, nothing can be hidden. And then at that point, there is a little ritual of how that is to be, you know, how that little uh, child is to be, or energy is to be welcomed back, to a system, gets its place, so it becomes a support rather than the obstacle, and then the entire system moves on with a great, uh, great, great uh, uh, happiness. It's kind of like completely reborn system because something that was a secret and we were ashamed of and scared of and afraid of becomes integral part of everything that's whole, that creates us as who we are. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, as he talks to me like this, I'm talking here like 10 minutes maybe, this story unfolded and lasted uh, for a long time. He was talking to me maybe two hours about this. He cried, we cried together, I witnessed, I showed. We went through a little family constellation rituals, connecting to the parents and the mother and the baby. So, and what was interesting at that time, he said like when we were like, slowly getting out from the from this process he was telling me he never went so long without a seizure the dog was laying next to us mm -hmm. since we all had this going on he said like i never in last in last like, year he was never going for so long with no seizures and we we said goodbye to each other he went away and of course uh, usually that's 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 a that's a kind of like a, one of the principles of the family constellation that you don't re-entangle with the client so you don't ask you don't call you don't ask you just let the process unfold and trust the trust the healing on its own because sometimes the mind and the body and the emotions might get in you know when we are thinking about things too much then that might prevent a healing so it's better not to you know, be there just to be curious, like, how are you now? Are you better? Things Just let it be. Three months later, out from nowhere, in the middle of the great graduation party that I have with my students, like 
we are getting all the ribbons and the cakes and everything. He calls me an unknown number. I answer. He said, like, do you remember me? I'm that. I, oh my God. He said, like, there was a miracle. We left your place and we went home. And since then, he didn't have a seizure. He has like here and there, but I can predict them. Already I can predict them because when soon I start my inner challenges, either they are compared to a job or to my ex-wife or to my children or to my father or to whatever, here he comes with a seizure. And he was like, uh, he was he was going to uh, he was going to a doctor and he said like I, I I I don't know how I don't know how to explain this that dog should be put down and he was in the in the waiting room waiting to get to his doctor for his checkups and he's there was a lady that said like yeah. I just put my dog down because uh, because he had a seizure so I didn't know what to do and then he said like I was thinking to tell her what I went through with you. But I said, maybe that was not a good time and place because she was already made her decision and she already put her dog down. So that's where the dogs take a burden of ours that we, for no matter what reason, or someone transgenerational, it, this can be a story of his father or grandfather, if not healed, the secret and the wound and the soul uh, imprint tends to uh, come out in the generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that uh Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yes. So, uh, so I think that that's a good thing for people to know that you do so they can um, get conscious of what entanglements they might have that they're not aware of. Yeah, so if you have, so why, sometimes the people wouldn't be bothered, you know, with the dog's behavior, everything is okay, the dogs are doing mess, and it bother, the dogs bother everyone, just not the people around, that own them, right? You have those kind of people, it just doesn't bother me, he can pee, he can do this, he can do that, everything is forgiven, and it just doesn't bother me. The problem becomes when that creates some fear in you, anger in you. And all kind of emotions that are actually connection to a dog that you feel sorry for the dog, for example, or any any kind of emotions that if you if if oh my God, he need to die, he I gonna lose him, whatever comes to your mind and gives you feeling of that feeling of no matter which kind, rather than happiness and joy, that's something that uh, actually immediately tends to take us to a emotional entanglement that if you want we can look deeper into uh, in a very safe and uh, safe environment uh, those uh, interactions can be person if you want to fly to Miami or you can fly me anywhere or you can meet me on zoom but you can schedule your uh, consultation online it's uh, pureloveandharmony.com and look for the order of harmony and there you can read a little more and then you can you know we can uh, find the schedule your sessions uh, I highly recommend it to anyone watching. I mean, if you've if you're confused about anything with your dog's behavior, I think you can there's just no way to not benefit from seeing going through that process and seeing how how your dog is is in your family system and what what else is going on there. It just gives you so much awareness and just again insight into how what your pet takes on that you might not realize. 
Yeah. And it helps you understand that. So yeah, definitely anyone watching pureloveandharmony.com, go check that out. Yeah, and from there you go to the tab called Order of Harmony, and there you can learn a little more about uh, family dynamic with the dogs, and then uh, schedule your session if you need uh, more uh, more on that. Yeah. Uh, you can either call me or uh, text us if you want to learn more without you know actually scheduling the session. So those consultation, of course, will be for free. Um, then yeah. um, too long. We're and and also I think another thing, just as I know we're wrapping up, is. Um, just learning, you know, anybody that wants to learn more and become more conscious about how their dog's behavior is actually teaching them and talking to them, mm -hmm. um, to, to connect with us because we are going to be launching the programs to, um, have consults with, with John, just like for analysis is going to talk about the things that are going on inside your dog, like with stress and other nutritional factors. And then we... Sasha has, you know, what your expertise is over 30 years now in this field of understanding dog and dog behavior. So all the elements that can affect your dog's, you know, behavior and what they're trying to say to you and get solutions for how you can understand what's happening, build a better relationship with your dog that's better for them and also better for you through all those different facets, right? Mm -hmm. So like Doggy Mom Academy, Doggy Dad Academy, um, the rituals are so important to learn and they're not that hard. I, w I was like really surprised to see how, how learning how to become a leader, like is different than what we, what we're taught when we're taught obedience stuff for our dogs. So that's really important. So yeah, launching these things and, and having these, you know, these classes and webinars and things that we can um, get this information out there and, and individual consults like you're talking about to where you can really customize it to what's going on in that family and what's mm -hmm. going on with that dog. I think it's just invaluable. Yeah, because the, you know, the rituals are easy to be learned, but they are very hard to be implemented. And they are very hard to be implemented because we are emotionally entangled. I actually don't think they're hard. I, I want to say I don't think they're hard. I think they're actually surprisingly easy. Yeah, but there you go. You're but, right. You're right. I need to. I need to reset what I said. They are not hard. And and I would say that because I would tell you I don't think they're hard. I was actually shocked that I'm like, oh, even I can do this. I can do this. What yeah. is hard is if you have emotional entanglement, oh, then you're like, I I can see I can't let go of this, but this is not the dog's fault. This is me. Then then you need a little more help, and that's where I think you come in. And, and really can help families and help, you know, people know how to, how to correct that or just to lovingly sort that out. So everybody, honestly, it's kind of like everybody gets to heal or everybody gets to let go of things, everybody, all these things, it's only going to make everything better. Yes. Yeah. And the, the the way you are presenting it, it's perfectly. And I just, you know, I, I also become aware of this, like how the, how I, that's, that's kind of like, I work like uh, 30 years with a dog and I, I, I uh, you know, healed my own life with them. I survived because of the dogs. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I, 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 I dreamed of the world that I, I'm now, you know, seeing on the horizon uh, coming up. And then, uh, and then it's very interesting how we became the Pure Love in Harmony, the first brand that I'm launching that's actually, um, uh, dedicated to a people owning a dogs. Yeah, it's not, it's not actually nothing we offer here is 
it's actually for the dog because you don't need to take your dog to a class. We don't teach dog nothing. I, I don't need your dog to help your dog. I need you and I, you need the doggy mom academy. It's not a doggy academy. It's not a doggy training. It's nothing to do with the dogs. It's to teach you, elevate your consciousness, um, uh, build in that, uh, that understanding of the emotional life that we share with our dogs that can lead us to the healing of our own wounds and long, last, long forgotten uh, uh, whatever traumas, uh, in very, very safe and effective, effective ways that yeah. uh, offer. Uh, like, it's like for everybody watching, I mean, what is so. I mean, I, there's so much talk about this and so much true. Like when we change our inner life, if you believe in energy and that we're all connected, if something's going on with your dog, I mean, it's kind of like if something's going on in your relationship, right? Like look at yourself. If you're not getting the, the, the your outer world is not what you're wanting it to be. Like look at your inner world. And as you heal and change your inner world, your outer world starts changing. Like you don't have to go make, you know, like it's like you don't, you don't have to go fix all this stuff. You just like look at yourself and fix things and then things start getting in harmony. The different people show up in your life, different people go out of your life. Like things just start, the universe really supports you, whatever you want to call it, universe, God, whatever, whatever you call it. I call it both, but they, but it does, it starts to support you as you heal those things. And naturally then that would spill over into our relationship with our dog. Mm. Because that's so natural. That's the dogs are so wonderful support and tool and resource, and we should rely on them because they know precisely where to take us. We just need to be uh, enough, uh, uh, you know, uh, sourceful so, and so, so to recognize you, those messages. Would yeah. And so would you say like dogs are mirrors? Like sometimes we say people are mirrors for us. Like dogs can also be that for us. Yeah, of course, because that's that's what the dog became to a humans, like a man's best friend, because we failed to have one, because we are full of secrets, ma mascaras, masks, and we don't even know who we are. That is not level less me to represent myself to you. I don't know who I am. I was raised by this in this country, by this environment, in this school, in these circumstances. Who shaped my reality is far away from who I am. Yeah. And the, the, and who, the one way to learn about how do we improve is to mirror ourselves in the name, uh, in the faces of our friends. But, yeah. And then from the friends, we get, uh, we get all kind of support that sometimes maybe is not an adequate support. So oftentimes we get, uh, you know, possibility to, uh, you know, grow from experience of this deep, hard, primary emotions that can help us grow. But suddenly, because it's much easier, we cover those with the secondary emotions that are kind of like, oh, it's much easier to cover these ones. But these ones are the ones that are causing a trouble later on because become part of our subconscious mind and yeah, our life yeah. without us even knowing. In the absence of the true friend in human face, we turn to something that we have and the only thing that's left out there, the God and the universe said, okay, you can do it with the humans. Let's give you a dog. Try now. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you see that? Oh, I totally see it. <laughs> yeah, I totally see it. I mean, I think that's what's like, we're all getting to see that now is, is how they're support, but we really have a breakdown in communication with them, you know, yeah. 
what for that dog behavior is teaching us so much about ourselves. Yes, there you go. And, and we, we need to be aware of that and willing to look at look at what other these under things could be. I mean, it's so like like again, you know, we're out of time, but going back to kind of connecting with my my situation when I was in that situation. I stepped out of that situation and, you know, it was the pandemic. So she was dealing with that. So was I in Los Angeles, which it was really like shut down. But, but the good part about that is it gave me a lot of time to look at my stuff, right? Why was I in that relationship? Why did I keep trying so hard? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? And so I didn't want to blame anything about, I wanted to take complete responsibility. It's like, why did I sign up for that? And what do I get to learn? And I, and she helped me a lot. Like, after I could get out of the chaos, I could start seeing things more clearly and I could start seeing her more clearly. And then, you know, I, learn I must, I can't, I need to, you know, easy if you're watching us, I know you do like, thank you so much for everything you did to us because look, where did she took our relationship? It was one little knock, knock. Can you just please take care of her? And I said, yes, yeah, sure now just let's do it now and then we had this little conversation and then we stay in touch and then we stayed uh, more in touch and you know like two years later is it two years yeah yeah it's two years later uh, can you express uh, who is the ceo of the of the pure love and harmony company i know there you I go know. so That's by funny. the way yeah. for everyone of you watching and listening um, Shannon has a big credit for everything that's going on here because she did uh, take a big role in our in our company by accepting um, an offer to be a CEO to a, to a Pure Love and Harmony. So uh, she and Vedran uh, took a lot of uh, burden off my shoulder by doing this organization things and Shannon teaching me how to navigate through talking by her. <laughs> She kind of like nicely guiding me through this uh, podcast and that's very thankful. But aside of that, you see how the life brings unknown opportunities to all of us. Yeah. I was praying for someone to come and be that has this structural mind that can get me be creative, please. And then, you know, who, who, who brought me to, 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 to life and to pure love and harmony was your little easy. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. That's really that's sweet. A, that's an amazing legacy. And then you, you never know this, this wonderful brand that we are building up going to awaken. Can you imagine like how the world will look like if everyone would have a nice relationship with the dog? Oh, I know that's, I mean, this is part of why I think again, I, you know, I feel so aligned working with you. I mean, having, you know, you have the business, like I have a business background, but you want it to be aligned with things you value and things you care about. And having the experience that I did with you with Izzy and how you took such good care of her, but also me, like teaching me and helping me understand what was happening to her. I was like, oh my God, everybody needs to know this. Like everybody needs to know this because I did love her so, so much. And she did. She's such a huge part of my legacy and my healing. I mean, I think I went through a dark night of the soul. I mean, let's be honest. There was so many things that I think were happening to me to break me open to really go to the next level. And she's a huge, huge part of getting me to love myself, right? And like raising the bar for what I needed in my life. 
and just calling a spade a spade, <laughs> you know, like the people that were not there, like no big deal. Like I need to go on, like, you know, this is where I'm supposed to go. These are the kind of people I'm supposed to be with. And it's not even a thing. It's just what it is. Like, just go. And I was a little slow to, but she knew and she knew. And now, like you said, she's the little legacy for me that taught me to love myself. And that little spunky thing stayed living for those of you who were here at the beginning when they said she had a brain tumor, they told me she was going to live four to six weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. And she lived eight, eight, seven to eight more months. Yeah. And they, they, the, he, the doctor could not believe that she was still alive. And I know she did that for me. Like, I really feel like she did that for me to make sure I got to where I needed to, because we were like good again, you know, like I was listening to her. I was, I was understanding what was going on and I wish I had understood it sooner but for that time I felt like she was happy and was freer and and I was learning more and I was expanding and and it's just a really cool thing to the point where she left when I told her like you know it was time for her to go but I she bless her heart she hung on there like and I said you know you you know it's time to go and thank you for holding on for me and thank you for everything you've done for me um and I told her to give me a little sign on the other side because I'm not very good at subtle. So I was like, please make it obvious. Let me know you're, you know, like, let me know you're good. And five days later, when I went to pick up her ashes, um, on, we had a big snowstorm coming. I was, I was here in Fairfield visiting my family. It was the holidays and the news called the storm Izzy. They named it Izzy. And it was like, we got like 10 inches of snow. And I just, I just told her to give you a better sign of she's okay and everything is great. Suppose these gigantic snowflakes falling from the sky, ten inches of snow, and the it was called the storm was named Izzy, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I told you she was feisty, four and a half pounds, and she thing for me to make sure I wouldn't miss it. So I just think that our dogs are so powerful and they do teach us so much. And I'm honored to be here, Sasha, and I'm honored that you asked me to be a part of this. I, I really do feel like the mission and the vision to help raise this consciousness in all of us, because there's so many people that want to be taking such good care of their dogs. But there's more to the story. There's more to the picture than what we've been taught. And you have that knowledge. And to get to be part of keeping bringing this forward, I mean, it 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 heals humans and it heals dogs wow such a nice uh, such a big responsibility we have actually to bring this to fruition and uh, to bring this to every single corner of the world and in every single pet family yeah. for everyone watching and listening to us thank you so much for being so um so 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 kind of supportive during all of this time so far and i hope in time to come even more so yes. with that said, I guess we should leave you now. Yes, and you need uh, to go celebrate your birthday. Okay, yeah, we are going to go celebrate my birthday, and then you have a safe flight. Uh, are we going to going to have a next week episode too, or? Uh, I think we need to figure that out. I for those, are, I, we're going to have some episodes with doggies in Paris. There you go. I'm going to Paris, so maybe I'll meet and interview some doggy moms in Paris and see what dog life is like over there, and who can we who we can help over there. Wonderful. So uh, see you then next week, I guess. And meanwhile, um, have a safe flight and um, see you soon for you watching and listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And then until next time, we wish you all the best. All the best. Au revoir.